Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. The Advertising Show is being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production being powered by a, a really cool platform here at theadvertisingshow.com called Tendency. It's connected to a company called Shipple, based uh, here in our home market of Houston, Texas. And it is just a killer marketing plan. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. Ed Schiffel and his crew do an incredible job for the advertising show and a lot of other great advertisers uh, all around the world as well. So check it out, too. And back in uh, 2010, early in 2010, we had a, an author that had just written a book called Dot Boom. And that's uh, as it relates to marketing to, to baby boomers and such. And a very important uh, book, and a very good book as well. His name is David Weigelt, and we've got a, another encore show for you today here. Take a listen to David Weigelt, along with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on The Advertising Show. We're talking with uh, David Weigelt, who is, uh, uh, amongst other things, uh, an, an agency guy, Immersion Active is the agency, but he is the, uh, the co-author of a book called Dot Boom, Marketing to Baby Boomers Through Meaningful Online engagement. We're going to find all about that. Man, what a perfect time uh, of our our generation in marketing and such to uh, to find a, a book like this. So, uh, David, welcome to the show. It's uh, great to have you here. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, David, uh, your, your foreword written by David Wolf, he praises Dot Boom as the only book devoted to online marketing for consumers aged 50 and older. And I'm curious, with such a large percentage of the consumer market, defined as boomers. Why, why do you think this market has been largely ignored? You know, I, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, I think our industry, obviously, is very young, and so there's not a whole lot of sex appeal to, to going after them, but then there's just a, a ton of myths surrounding whether they're online at all, and then certainly if, if you acknowledge that they're online, their level of engagement. Um, so there's just, there's just a whole lot of factors that feed into that. Yes, and all, and yet it has a, a huge potential. You, you're not the first uh, author that we've had on the show that uh, has written about the boomer market, but I think you are the f- first author that we've had that focused totally on the online activity of the boomer. And uh, you know, early early on in your book, you say the older the consumer population, the more likely the results of survey style research is flawed. Tell me a little bit more about this idea. Yeah, so that's based on um, a, a lot of our work and uh, this, this DRM model that we use, which is a developmental model to understanding adults and how we go through seasons of life and how that predisposes us to act in certain ways and affects our motivations. The, the DRM philosophy is based on the work of Maslow, Eric Erickson, Carl Jung, and then David Wolf, who is ultimately a mentor uh, for our company. What happens is, as we shift from the first half of life to the second half of life, we go from being um, more kind of um, absolute thinkers, black and white thinkers, to to um, thinking more in terms, uh, more in grays and shades of gray. And so you can see where that would be problematic when an older adult is presented with a series of um, choices 
they're inclined to say, well, it, it depends, you know. Um, and so that makes it very tough for certain types of surveys and research to um, be accurate with older adults. And, you know, with Ray getting a little older, I try not to use the word depends very much because he tends to <laughs> think of that as a brand name rather than a... Uh, they're, my, they're my friend, okay? <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you mentioned engagement big, earlier. Big business. Yeah, it really is. David, you mentioned engagement earlier. It's one of those buzzwords uh, that fly around within our industry quite often. However, many are unable to agree on a common definition. How would you define engagement, and in particular for the boomer-specific market? Yep. I mean, this is one of the, the we think, one of the best outcomes of um, this process we've been through in terms of focusing on these consumers. And we define it as the exchange of information within a topic. So that that's our definition of engagement. And um, we take a holistic approach to that. We're trying to measure both online and, and offline measures, but most importantly, we're trying to get away from, you know, what's commonly referred to as the, the last ad, you know, the, the last click, um, which is a suggestion that we take a very transactional approach and we attribute 100% of someone's action to, you know, the last thing that they clicked on. So is there a different way to engage with uh, an older consumer than, say, a 30-year-old? There absolutely is. I mean, there, there's a lot of keys to that. Um, the, the biggest, one of the biggest um, things that we see being done incorrectly out there is when companies are um, committing dollars and resources to engaging boomers and seniors online, they're trying to engage them as creators. So um, if you guys have I would imagine, be familiar with Groundswell and Forrester's work. Mm -hmm. They have their social technographics ladder, and at the top of that ladder, apparently the pinnacle user is the creator. Well, in reality, only 12% of uh, adults 50-plus are creators. And so you have to acknowledge that and say, well, we, we need to kind of mirror their engagement. And what we do to mirror that engagement is to um, inspire and encourage sharing um, between the different influencers that we're targeting. You know, in your book, Shifting Gears for a Moment, you say that most boomers will not only find ways to meet their base needs, but they also find a way to maintain the lifestyles that they've become accustomed to. Most uh, most marketers, I believe, and just the population in general, I think when they think of a person aging and becoming, you know, close to retiring or post post-retirement, they tend to think of a, a lifestyle change, maybe a, a lesser of spending, a Maybe consumerism drops a bit, but you're suggesting otherwise. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, to the myths, um, one of the big ones is that they are brand loyal, and so when you look at the boomers especially, there have been a lot of, there's been a lot of research, most recently done by ARP, that suggests, you know, they, they're not brand loyal like their parents were, and they are more than willing and looking for, um, you know, better experiences that offer value, and certainly... You know, I think the, the past 18 months has been a, a great test of this where we've seen, um, you know, the, the new frugality, as they call it, kind of revealed. And that is, you know, they've cut back in certain areas, but they're still spending and they're still maintaining that lifestyle. They're just doing it in, in different ways. Um, you know, instead of um, taking a family on a cruise, they might be doing something more, you know, centered around the home in terms of pulling the family together. 
So things have changed just a little bit here as we've gone through this uh, economic uh, downturn. But it's interesting to see. You know, obviously, I'm a target of what you're talking about as well, David. Uh, Dot Boom is the uh, is the uh, book. It's called Marketing to Baby Boomers Through Meaningful Online Engagement. How does that affect you? How does that affect your advertiser or your product or service? We'll find out more here in just a minute on the advertising show. Decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is the Advertising Show. I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. I used to be alone in a crowd. But now you look around these days. This is good stuff in the book here. It's Dot Boom, Marketing to uh, Baby Boomers Through Meaningful Online Engagement. David Weigeld is our special guest out of Frederick, Maryland. The uh, I have to say, the home of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Even this is not a pilot show. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fun to mention that. So, David, it's a pleasure to have you here. Welcome back. Hey, thank you. Yeah, you guys, uh, I guess you and your partner, uh, coined a term called ageless marketing, which flies in the face of what most traditional marketers think when it comes to marketing. We're accustomed to dealing with demographics and so forth. So tell us, what is ageless marketing? You bet. So again, I want to give credit where credit's due. The concept of ageless marketing was coined back in 1990, um, again, by this gentleman, David Wolf, who is about 78 years old, lives um, actually, about 40 minutes from us in uh, Leesburg, Virginia, another aviation uh, hub. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the concept of a- ageless marketing is that, you know, with all of the media fragmentation, um, with all of the different concurrent life events that any generation has going on, but boomers especially have more concurrent life events than, than any going on, we need an approach that is inclusive as opposed to exclusive. And so ageless marketing looks to kind of get to the core of who we are from a principles of, of human behavior and see, say, how can we appeal to a group in a deeper and a more meaningful relationship that also casts that net wider? So even though we're an agency that's focused on the boomer and senior markets, uh, our, our approach, uh, DRM combined with our MO process, allows us to really deploy our campaigns and have a, a broader reach. And this is really important for us because most of the clients that come to us, they have a, a senior end consumer with a boomer decision maker who often has an adult child who is helping in the research process as well. Hmm. So that's why we felt like this approach was really important. Well, let me throw out some categories for you, David, and tap your your wonderful brain with regard to some of uh the differences as well as maybe some of the, I don't know, misconceptions about the boomer and senior market when it comes to starting with social media. Just taking that subject for a moment, I think most people, when they think of social media, they think of uh, young kids uh, online trading stories and pictures and where they went for summer vacation and maybe young adults as well. And I think social media is not something normally associated with a 50-plus market, certainly not with the senior market. So is this uh, a fair assessment, or what would we be surprised to learn about the 50-plus or the senior market when it comes to social media? 
Yeah, I mean, this. I mean, great question. Uh, what you're suggesting is very commonly thought to be the case. The reality is, exactly 12 months ago, um, CNN's homepage reflected, and it was pretty widespread news that women 55 plus actually the fastest growing group of users on Facebook. When it comes to Twitter, New York Times has reported, as a lot of others have, that it's not the teens, it's adults 45 plus. So, you know, adults in the second half of life are very engaged in social media, but I think marketers have to be really careful because they've been dipping their toe into it, trying to figure it out and so forth. But again, like I said in the last segment, the way that they engage is very different and the reasons that they engage are very different. So they're largely getting involved with this because they want to stay connected um, and you have to kind of acknowledge that and then, again, acknowledge, you know, most people would say they're kind of sitting on the sidelines, but that doesn't make them without worth. They're sitting there, they're sharing in, in different ways other than creating content. But when you do see them creating content and having exchanges online, what I can tell you and you'll see on any of the great sites out there that, that target this audience, whether it's uh, Eons or Vibrant Nation, um, Third Age, is that the conversations are much more meaningful. You know, it's not this shorthand gibberish back and forth. Um, there are real conversations going back and forth. So there's also a great opportunity for brands to listen, which is, I know, something that we're just catching on to. <laughs> Sadly. Enlighten us a little bit on, on rich media and the 50-plus market. I know Ray and I have used rich media for many years, although we tend to be a bit ahead of the curve, I'm sure. And yet... Uh, you suggest that rich media is something that's not just for the young people, not unlike social media. Yeah, um, great, great point as well. This was one of the things I think that shocked us most. So we've been in business since 98. We narrowed our focus um, you know, about four and a half, five years ago. And one of the first bits of research that we did as part of some usability testing for one of our senior living clients um, had to do with rich media. And what we found out was uh, we had a, a site developed by a senior living community that had a total you know, flash interface and, and a lot of video, and that site scored much higher than your traditional HTML site. And the bottom line, what we found was, uh, you know, and it's kind of obvious when you think about it, we're talking about, when it comes to boomers, the TV generation. And so you're also talking about a generation, where, you know, uh, an age group, whether it's the boomers or the seniors, that, uh, you know, might not be as comfortable with the, the newest technology or gadgets online. And so this notion of being able to open your browser and, um, you know, start a rich media experience that's going to take your hand and, and lead you through it is very powerful. Rich me video is actually being more fastly adopted now by adults 70-plus than younger adults. Incredible. And the last point I would make is that um, why we really, really love it, uh, two things. One is there's no better way to make an emotional connection, which is absolutely essential um, to do really quick when you're dealing with an older consumer and the shareability factor. Again, they're not out there creating content like younger adults, but they're more than willing to share a video. The uh, book is called uh, Dot Boom, Marketing to Baby Boomers Through Meaningful Online Engagement. And with us on the phone out of Frederick, Maryland, is uh, David Weigelt, the, the co-author of the book, along with Jonathan Bowman. Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth here with uh, more coming up in just a moment. Stay with us. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. Here 
here are some most happy fellas, the four lads for four. You know, I actually got engaged in this conversation here about uh, about Dot Boom uh, just about uh, oh, not, uh, 20 minutes ago here, so I'm, I'm <laughs> with everybody here listening. It's uh, David Weigelt, who's the author, co-author actually, of Dot Boom, Marketing to Baby Boomers Through Meaningful Online Engagement. This is good stuff, David. Uh, thanks for putting it down on paper, and hopefully lots of folks will buy the book. Hey, thank you very much. It's um, it's been great. You know, I've listened to some of your past authors on here, and you know, with your your first book, it's it's always a challenge. It doesn't go as fast as you want, but the reviews have been fantastic. And what's been interesting is not only from marketers, but from gerontologists and and even the end consumer. And there's a lot of boomer entrepreneurs out there looking to do stuff online for their own audience. So it's it's been very rewarding. Also, want to mention the website once again. Dot boom book. Dot com. It's notboombook.com. Go ahead, Brett. Yeah, it's a very interesting read, and uh, as maybe you've heard uh, since you are a follower of the show, we don't have authors just because they send us books. We have authors on that have wonderful topics, and your book certainly is one of them, David, so thanks for joining us. By the way, uh, we've had many guests talk about trust. We important trust is to, from a marketing standpoint. We all know that. Share with us, David, your thoughts about what trust means to boomers and how marketers uh, can build and maintain consumer trust when targeting this market. Yeah, you bet. I know that's um, it's almost trite the extent to which people refer to the, the need for trust. The reason that trust is so important with in, an older consumer is that one, um, we are de- very dependent on word of mouth and the sharing that that happens, like we've discussed, and. Um, the, the second thing is that as we get um, older, and this is a relative thing, we tend to, to make more decisions from the gut. And the reason for that is that we have a lifetime's worth of experience, and we become more whole-brain thinkers. So whether you, as a young adult you're a right or left-brain thinker, you become more of a whole-brain thinker. And the bottom line is we're able to more quickly as an older adult take the context of something, whether it's a banner ad on a page, um, you know, or, or a, a text ad or a blog post, and we're able to quickly, with what's surrounding it, put it into context and, and make a snap decision and say, hey, I trust this or, or I don't. So it, it's a huge factor. You know, authenticity is what everybody's talking about right now, and we can't stress that enough, especially with uh, social media. You offer an interesting tip in your book, which is use nostalgia appropriately. Let's start with when nostalgia is inappropriate, David. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you see a lot of commercials that are trying to appeal to the Woodstock generation or, you know, a group that was supposedly politically radical. And the reality is that the average boomer was about 12 years old, sitting up at the kitchen table still eating milk and cookies <laughs> when Woodstock happened. And only 13 to 15 percent, I think, is the statistic of uh, boomers were ever politically active in, in any form, in any way. So we're very, we, we tell people to be very cautious about jumping on a bandwagon where um, you're trying to appeal to the cohort effect. This is 78 million people um, spread over 20 years, and it's just simply too, too large of a, a group to do that. Where it is powerful is where, when you're engaging um, the senses. So we think that um, music is a good example because it can trigger a physiological reaction, um, positive or negative. So you still have to be careful, but... Um, it, it's a tricky one. And a lot of advertisers are turning to that as well. I, I hate to say this, but guys, we're out of time here. 
Uh, <clears throat> tell you what, go get the book. Read it. It's in here. And it's called Dot Boom, Marketing to Baby Boomers Through Meaningful Online Engagement. You can go online and find out more about it, too, at dotboombook.com. But, David, great book. Thank you for writing it, and uh, best, of, best of luck as you sell this. Hey, thank you guys very much. I enjoyed the conversation. On the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe, we'll do uh, one more segment, and we'll come back in just a minute. Hope you're enjoying these encore presentations on the Advertising Show. It's a real kick to get a chance for us to listen to them again as we roll them off the uh, the shelf and put them back, put them back on the air for you. So, uh, lots of uh, encore shows to come uh, throughout the year here uh, with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe on the Advertising Show. Tell a friend to listen in too. The Advertising Show is being brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show is a copyrighted Big Radio Midgets production. And we will get a chance to talk to you again real soon. Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications. And it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com.